Welcome back to Chop for Time. Um, hope you're all doing well. It's Thomas McClure here, joined by Pastor Ben. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Let's, let's pause, pause for just okay. a moment, uh-huh. and we're going to do a Christmas jingle right now oh to get everybody in the, the Christmas mood. say that we were going to have to sing a Christmas jingle. Oh, um, no. <laughs> no, no, listen, I, I, even, Glad you put I, that in there. <laughs> even I have boundaries, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It was just one of those things of like, you looked at me and I was like, oh, am I going to have to start? Are we going to improvise oh, some is, sort of this Christian Christmas This is completely Christmas unscripted right yeah. here. Where's he yeah. going? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Cool. The silence is the best silence I've ever had. <laughs> Great. Uh, but yeah, how was your weekend? It was good. It was good. Had a good weekend. Um, trying to think if there was anything really noteworthy it's been, it's been a place. weird week. It's been like a busy, lots of little busy things going on and around it, the place. And it seems each week, especially through 2020, I mm-hmm. think for everyone has seemed like it's just one continuous day. Right. But for some reason, last week really felt more muddled right. together yeah. than yeah. than normal. So yeah, yeah it, it was. It was a it was a good week, but yeah. an awkward week. Yeah. Uh, and hey, to my knowledge, no significant technical issues yesterday yeah other than the fact that i forgot to turn on your microphone at the start of the service hey listen but people have been trying I to got mute, off guard. they've been trying to <laughs> mute me for years yeah. and yeah. and far far many other people have tried and fallen short yeah of muting my voice well we, we got it working in the end but yeah no I, I thought yeah it was nice it was probably the first week in a while that we haven't had any major yeah yeah and i mean it's, it's just yeah. with and each church is facing you know yeah. Uh, different challenges but yeah you know each week seems like it presents a new yeah new challenge new dynamic uh, yeah. especially with uh you know like uh you know brooke and leslie did a did a great job mm. yesterday but uh, you know kennedy was out right because uh, she's having to quarantine right uh, because of uh, contact tracing mm-hmm. uh so it just seems like each week um you know there's a there's a different person stepping up into right um, not necessarily their regular role and, and doing a great job with it, but it just seems like there's yeah. a constant juggling act yeah. um, with within just yeah. ministry. Yeah, here. we are blessed with some fantastic volunteers though, who can hop in at a moment's notice yeah. and do stuff like that. Yeah, you know, not absolutely. every church has that blessing that whenever the worship leader leaves that, that there are people there. That's you know, very so true. That's great. Yeah, very true. Um, but yes, Kennedy, I don't know if you're listening, but we miss you. So Of course she's listening. Everybody <laughs> in Everybody the church listens. In they, the, they, in the county. They are waiting with bated breath yeah. on the yeah. release of this Chop for Time yeah. podcast. Yeah. That's what we tell ourselves anyway. Yeah, yeah. So Herod. Yes. That's, that's what we were talking about yesterday. Yes. King Herod, uh, as we're going along kind of in our role players uh, study and series this this month, this Christmas season. Yeah. You know, and I, I said up front, you know, hey, it's uh, it, it may seem a little bit odd, and I'm sure it probably was and it's is. a bit of a bar humble. Uh, yeah, that... Uh, <laughs> The Sunday before Christmas, we are talking about King Herod and <clears throat> the area of his life and the lessons we're learning from him were control issues. Right. Uh, but I, um, you know, it, there's there's something, and we'll see next week. We're going to talk about Simeon next week, and I mm-hmm. think that it's going to kind of bookend the Christmas holiday with polar opposite responses mm. 
to the birth of the Savior. Because I think that we see, uh, what we're going to see in Simeon is the pure act of righteousness whenever the Savior is born and he's able to lay eyes. Whenever he encounters Jesus, he has this moment of realization of, okay, I can die now. Mm-hmm. There is nothing else that's going to top this. Mm-hmm. Nothing else is even going to come close, so I can I can just die now. Yeah. And this is perfect. Yeah. But what we saw this past Sunday with Herod was the complete polar opposite of that, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and, and maybe one of the best examples of the depravity mm-hmm. of man and just the depths that we can go to uh, in in our own selfishness, in our own right. um, ambition mm-hmm. and, and zeal and jealousy. Really, yeah. so that's you know it, it was a weird look, uh, but but we did look at yeah, um, you know the worst portions of Herod mm-hmm. came to light whenever Jesus was made manifest. Yeah, and I think that that's probably true with a lot of us too. Is that whenever yeah. Jesus is introduced, mm-hmm. we have this decision to make. Yeah. How are we going to respond to that? Uh, and to quote the knight that guarded the Holy Grail. In Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Herod chose poorly. I honestly thought you were about to quote Monty Python. <laughs> I did. I totally forgot about Indiana Jones. I was like, "This." Oh, we're going. Bold. We're going. On. It's, it's a bold strategy, yeah, man. Yeah. It's a bold move. Um, but yeah, no, I, I actually really enjoyed it because I, mean, I don't know if I've actually heard a sermon on Herod that wasn't a kid's talk. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, Listen, there. It's according to who you ask. That may have been what happened yesterday. Oh, right, yeah. No, I thought it was really good because we it, it tied in really well, um, well with what we all deal with, and you mm-hmm. you really focused in on uh, control issues yeah. being the sort of key theme uh, in Herod's life, and uh, that's something that we all have. I mean, that's literally Genesis three. Mm-hmm. Why the fall happened yeah, was Genesis control issues. Three on, issues. yeah, yeah. Of just having that need to be the one in charge. Well, and even before that, I mean, when we get into um, you know the book of Ezekiel and it right. starts detailing the fall, mm-hmm. you know, of Lucifer and the angels. Exact same uh, thing. So even before yeah. you know the chronological order, you know, yeah. Genesis chapter three, uh, you know, even in heaven there were those that had this bent mm. on needing control and being in charge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely interesting, and you know this this desire to play God, yeah. you know, and I think Herod took that farther than most of us. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, will ever yeah. <laughs> will ever go. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we can definitely. I think we should dive into a recap of simply the story of Herod. Yeah, um, yeah. real quick before. Yeah, I can't before remember. Was it Matthew or Luke? Matthew. We've been jumping through the two. Yeah, we've kind of gone gone back and forth between uh, Matthew, the Gospel account of Matthew, yeah. and then the Gospel account of Luke. Yeah, we came out of Matthew two primarily mm-hmm. yesterday, and um, it, it's really the entire chapter <clears throat> of Matthew chapter two. But we pulled out portions right. uh, that directly involved Herod in that passage, and and really kind of a backstory of Herod really quickly. Mm-hmm. Herod came from the line of Esau, which mm-hmm. the the line of Esau was kind of you hate to say natural enemies, but historically natural right. enemies of the people uh, of Israel. Mm-hmm. So that kind of, you know, he already had that going in his genealogy. Right. Uh, and then Herod was just ruthless. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was not a good person, mm-hmm. period. And control issues may be an understatement right. with um, with when describing Herod. And it was actually, one historian wrote that it was actually safer to be 
Herod's pig mm. than it was to be yeah, one of his family members uh, because he he is historically known to eliminate his family members who he felt threatened, threatened. Yeah. Uh, his his position and his power. Mm. So you know somewhere along the lines he converted to Judaism, uh, which was pretty much just purely a politically motivated move. Yeah. Which, uh, whenever you said that, you, you said something that didn't get much... Re- I mean, I don't know if it got much of a response because I was up in the balcony, but you, you pointed out that, obviously, with sarcasm, yeah, that's not something heavy. that we've ever experienced in our lifetime. Yeah. You know, and uh, I don't know if you got much of a chuckle from downstairs, but I definitely chuckled upstairs. There was a little bit of a reaction. Yeah, right. There, there, wasn't, there wasn't much, but right. there was a little bit. And right. yeah, the, uh, It's so true here, and I mean, back home in Ireland, it's the exact same thing, that politics gets wrapped up in religion. People say what they what they can to get the right voters and, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And no matter what side of anything you're on, this happens. Like yeah. This isn't yeah. A, it's, it's a universal political yeah. uh, tactic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, that's just something that, that is, I guess a little bit refreshing and encouraging to know that it's not just us. It's not just this generation right. Uh, right. or modern day things that, right. that has had to deal with that, that that has yeah. been since man has existed right. really. But, uh, you know, and then he, you know, he spent a lot of time and money and resources into restoring and kind of renovating the second temple. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the things that we looked at um, was the fact of with his mouth, he confessed to believe in God. And even with his resources, some of his time and some of his energy, he put into the house of God. Mm-hmm. But his heart was incredibly far mm-hmm. from God. And I think that that's a, it's a good lesson for us today that you know, we can confess with our mouths. Mm-hmm. You know, we, yeah. can, we can say that we believe in Jesus and believe in God. And we can even be here in church and put our money into it and put our time and energy into it. But yet our hearts can mm-hmm. still be far away uh, from a relationship with him. Yeah. And, well, and like, I think that like that's what, something that's important for us to, to be aware of. Yeah, it's like when, when Jesus said that um, not everyone who calls Lord, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, with your mouth you draw near unto me, but your hearts are far from me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Which is a scary thought sometimes because I know, I know we've talked about this a little bit, but sometimes when I hear passages like that or the narrow gate and the narrow path, mm-hmm. and, you know, because, I mean, it's literally my job to speak of Jesus, yeah. you know, and, and there are many times where I look at my heart and I realize, hang on, is this in line with what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's not. And it's one of the areas that Satan really pokes at me and says, well, you know, you're not really a Christian. You're just talking, Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and you're, are you sure you're actually saved? You know, you kind of get, you fall into this like mm-hmm. self-consciousness of your salvation, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, and Herod's a prime example of someone who's doing that and I want you know yeah he's living that way and yeah. you know hopefully we can't sympathize with him too much right um, right and definitely goes. and definitely not empathize with him right, uh, right but then you know Herod just starts this it's kind of a snowball effect and that's really what we looked at were the the stages of Herod's control right and, and kind of the the way the indicators and the the markers so to speak that we see in the story of mm-hmm. Herod during the birth of Christ that really, if we pay attention to in our lives, there these same markers still mm-hmm. exist, uh, because you know once he once he became aware of this, uh, you know one of the first things we noticed that it greatly troubled. I think verse three says it greatly troubled Herod, and then it greatly troubled Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. We talked about how Jerusalem; these are the people of God. You know this yeah. this these are the people of God, and the awareness of the arrival of the Messiah. 
that's been prophesied for thousands of years should be a moment of great anticipation and great joy. But because everyone around Herod feared Herod and the way that he would respond and what would be the fallout Mm -hmm. and how it would affect them, they were troubled also out of fear. And that's, you know, if you're surrounded by people who are fearful of you and fearful of the way that you go nuclear, uh, that's right. what I like to, you know, the right. terminology, um, then you're not handling yourself in Christ likeness mm-hmm. uh, because we cultivate this, this environment around us that we feel like we're powerful, but truly we're powerless against anything because we're, we're, we're manipulating out of fear and we're controlling out of fear right. of maybe people are agreeing with me, Right. But they're not agreeing with me because it's exactly what they believe or that's a, a value that they hold. They're just wanting to keep the peace, and mm-hmm. they're not wanting to see me go sideways. Right. Uh, so that's kind of the first marker that we saw. And then he brings in the priests, you know, the high priest and the scribes, and very publicly he summons them. They don't know. You know they don't give him the mm-hmm. answers that he wants. So you know, there's the next marker is you make a social display. You know, you want people to see you doing the right thing. Mm. He converted to Judaism, quote unquote. Right. So he needed the people to see him taking the counsel of the religious leaders. But then we're told later on that he, in secret, brought the wise men and the magi, which were right. pagan, pagan, pagan magicians. I was just trying to save a word there. Yeah. Uh, in secret. Mm. So. Really, another marker is is that you'll do whatever you have to do, mm-hmm. whether it be in public or in secret. And most of the time it is when people don't see. It's yeah. the things that you think go under the radar in order to advance. Uh, you know, because we talked a lot yesterday about are you serving God's kingdom mm-hmm. or are you serving your kingdom? Mm-hmm. Uh, w- which kingdom are you advancing? Right. And these are all markers of when you're advancing your own kingdom and yeah. pushing your own agenda. Um, and, and then... You know, that, that's a marker of doing things in secret. Another marker is even when you're doing things in secret, you're still manipulating people right. because he right. told the wise men, hey, whenever you figure this out, let me know because I want to come worship him too. Right, right. Uh, which was complete and total lie. Yeah. Um, he didn't want to worship the Messiah, but yet he was manipulating people mm-hmm. to get the outcome that he wanted. Right. And then, you know, the through a, through a dream, um, the the wise men figure out that that's not his intent, and they don't go back to him. Yeah. And then ultimately, he winds up issuing the decree that in that time frame of all of the male children two years and under are to yeah. be slaughtered. Yeah. To completely eradicate. Yeah. The threat to his kingdom. Yeah. Which just sounds like a. I mean, it's such a leap. I mean, what kind of things go on in your head and paranoia and you know when you let that that those control issues that we were talking about when you just let them get out of control yeah um especially when you're in a position of power mm-hmm. um power near <laughs> power <laughs> I like power 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 whenever you're in a position of power over people mm-hmm. um how far you can take that oh, um yeah and usually it you know it just depends on how far you can, yeah. what what lengths are you willing to go to? And it's funny, I I used to think that I had the opposite of control issues, <laughs> which was a fear of control. Do you know what I mean? Like, a, I'm, I'm not worthy, I'm not competent enough, I'm, I don't really know what I'm doing. 
just can someone else take charge of this um until i uh, left northern ireland and we had to hire another youth pastor and the youth ministry back home was one that i sort of uh, had to build from the ground up so it was really it was sort of my my, my child you know mm-hmm. i really put a whole mm-hmm. lot i put three years of work into it i was really excited about it. it it was doing super well and you know all thanks to god um but then when we went to hire another youth pastor and the person that they hired is absolutely fantastic absolutely amazing youth pastor but she does things a little differently than i do yeah do you know what i mean and like the amount of times that i've called home just to chat to people and i mm-hmm. have to bite my tongue before asking like mm-hmm. How's the youth work going? Yep. Do, do you know what I mean? Because like, it's something I'm not involved. I'm not there. They have a really great youth pastor there, but still there's that little bit of me that wants to hold on to checking up on things, making right. sure everything's going okay. And, uh, and it was something that sort of, I noticed myself even yesterday when we were talking about things, cause I was trying to think of like, do I have, what, what type of control issues do I have in my life? And that was one that really stuck out of like, mm. um, feeling the need to check up on things that I've left behind. Yeah. Well, and that's just something I think, you know, (laughs) to quote the office, Jim talking to Dwight in the, I think it's the healthcare episode in the first season. He said, I've never seen so little power go to someone's head so quickly, (laughs) you know, something like that. But uh, we're we're all affected by that power. And, um, you know, to to quote a, a little bit of a historical quote here, back in the 1800s, Lord John Dahlberg, Lord John Dahlberg Acton uh, is quoted by saying, power tends to corrupt, Mm. and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Mm. Uh, Yeah, I I think that's what we're seeing Mm. not only play out in our lives, that Mm -hmm. even the smallest amount of power can tend to corrupt us. But what we see in Herod and what we see in so many political figures and leaders throughout history Mm -hmm. is that that absolute power corrupts absolutely yeah um and and that's really what we saw you Mm -hmm. know in in herod's life so we we talked about you know those markers in our own lives and then we went to uh, okay so we're aware of these things now Mm -hmm. Uh, what what do we do practically and that's we went to james chapter Mm -hmm. 3 verses 14 Mm -hmm. through 18 basically and we looked at what james had to say about jealousy and self-ambition Right. And um, and all of these carnal things about right. how they are not of heaven, that they're mm-hmm. very much earthly, they're fleshly. James even goes to the place to say they're demonic yeah. in their nature. So the three things that, that James we, doesn't pull his punches. No, he does not yeah. at all. I, I love it because I mean, even at times, for someone who values being plain spoken but mm-hmm. tries to lessen the blow somewhat a lot, right. I look at James. I'm like, ow, yeah, wow, yeah. really? Okay. Um, but, you know, the three practical things that we kind of closed with yesterday were uh, what steps do we need to take in our control issues and mm-hmm. our power grabs and these things that are going on in our lives is, number one, we have to make sure that we admit and we recognize that no matter what level it's operating in our lives, that we all have control issues on some level. Mm-hmm. Then number two is we have to repent of that. Right. And it's more than just that one-time repentance because that that self-ambition and that building of our own kingdom is not something that just falls away from us on our moments of conversion to Christ. Is That is something that we have to repent, for, repent from on a daily basis. Yeah. Uh, and then the third thing 
Now, the third practical step is just keeping his kingdom in front of us. Just make sure that we are focusing on advancing his kingdom and playing our role mm-hmm. in his kingdom work and not our own kingdom. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. It, um, I mean, we'll probably get into some of the things that we, that were chopped. So mm-hmm. I don't want to dive into those. If it's something, what I'm about to say is one of the things you chopped, but, um, this little conversation has got me thinking about Matthew 19 and 20 mm-hmm. of the, the first will be last and the last will be first, mm-hmm. which we've talked about a few times. And, uh, it's just something that uh, it was the first sermon I ever preached in front of a church was Matthew 20. So it's always something that I keep coming back to, but, um, you know, the first to be last and the last will be first, which mm-hmm. is an incredibly infuriating message. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. so countercultural. It's upside down. It's not at all what we want, mm-hmm. but it's clearly the best yeah. model yeah. because Jesus said it. Yeah. Know? So yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, and I mean, and listen, he, he said it, Deuteronomy says it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. and you know, I think so. that that, that goes back to just kind of, uh, undergird the, the concept that we talk about frequently mm-hmm. is, you know, not only is making the choice to follow Christ the best decision that you can make, um, but it's also the playing out of that mm-hmm. is so difficult. You know, I mean, it's easy right. to, and I don't want to say it's easy to make that decision because there, oftentimes we have to process so much and struggle with that decision, but the act of you know, the, the repentance, mm-hmm. the giving your heart to the Lord, the being baptized, none of those things are physically difficult right. on the surface. But that living out is, yeah. like you said, yeah. it goes against everything within yeah. us. And continuously putting yourself at the bottom to relinquish that control. Yeah, yeah. And saying, you know what, actually, even in a position of responsibility, like, for example, um, in small towns, church pastors, especially in the larger churches like this one, being a pastor of the church is almost like a mini celebrity type position in a town. Do you know what I mean? It's I am a rock star. Yeah, exactly. In but, my own head. Right. But do you know what I mean? It's something that I think, I mean, not to, not to build you up too much, but you do well of, you know, even though a lot of people know you in the town and it's, it is a prestigious position in the town, you sp- still spend a lot of time crawling around in the sanctuary, mm. running wires through floors <laughs> and, and, you know, taking time to just, fiddle with technology or run a podcast or tweak videos and all that kind of stuff. Even when that's something that in a worldly setting, you would hire someone to do when you're the boss. Do you know what I mean? Like whenever you're in charge of a business or something, you don't necessarily get down and do the dirty work, but in the church, it's, it's that flipped upside down of like, you know what, I'm just going to serve. I'm going to do whatever we need to do. Mm -hmm. You know, if Brooke isn't like when Brooke was quarantined for a little while, you know, well, we all chip in, we, we clean. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what we do, and we sanitize stuff, and that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's so opposite to the uh, the sort of modern Western capitalist approach of I'm in charge, I don't do that. Right, right. Just yeah. that that hierarchy yeah. type approach, and yeah, yeah there's um, you know especially being a a shepherd of a flock that God has entrusted mm-hmm. uh, to us. You know, le- biblical leadership. You know, Jesus just summarized it so well and you know i didn't come to be served mm-hmm. i came to serve mm-hmm. uh, and if we lose that no matter what the position if we lose that service mentality yeah. of just doing whatever needs to be done yeah um to to glorify god yeah then it's become about our kingdom and, and, we, and not we, his and we see it in other churches unfortunately there's a lot of that pastor celebrity culture mm-hmm. that is so puff, 
puffed up yeah. and and self-righteous in their own accomplishments and achievements. And, you know, I, that's what I love looking at people like Francis Chan, who's just the most laid back, awestruck of what God's doing in his mm-hmm. life and what he's able to accomplish, but not taking any credit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, it's, and it's it, so countercultural. It is. And, and I think that that is a result of us making sure that we keep our focus on Christ. Yeah, that capital because, K kingdom. That yeah, you're about. Um, because whenever we are focusing on Christ, mm-hmm. then whenever we do see ourselves, we see we we tend to see more just our true state without Christ. Right. And no matter how many people you have sitting in your congregation, if it's 10, if it's 100, if it's 500, if it's 10,000, mm-hmm. if you're focused on Christ, then you still, you know, yeah. you see yourself in a proper light yeah. and that's in the an understanding of that without Christ I'm nothing mm-hmm. I'm absolutely nothing and it's when we start taking our focus off of him and the focus becomes on us and look yeah. at what I'm doing look look yeah that's I mean it's the same thing that we're talking about with King Herod it's the same mm-hmm. thing we're talking about with Adam and Eve it's the same thing we talked about with Lucifer at the fall it's the same thing that you see in King Saul and I mean we can just almost insert anyone yeah. in here that when the focus becomes on us instead yeah. of Christ mm-hmm. then that's when that lowercase k kingdom comes in instead of his right. kingdom right no yeah absolutely and that's something I that's something that challenges that challenges me all the time of just putting myself at the bottom yeah of the of the hierarchy and serving that way even when it doesn't seem normal mm-hmm. you know yeah. um but uh it's a good practice to sort of try and relinquish control to force oh, yeah. yourself to do it you know yeah. um but in this whole stuff what 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 things were chopped was there much yet to yeah yeah there was i think the main thing i'll i'll just limit it to one mm-hmm. was really how deep we could have taken a dive into the sovereignty of God mm-hmm. in this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the, I mean, if you read Luke's account from where the census was taken uh, by Quirinius, uh, which if you look up that name, there is an additional <laughs> I that pops up every time that you look at that name. Uh, but you know, we, him we've take, had a lot of trouble with that name yeah, the past we week. Have. Yeah, uh, just in the. In the role of you know the census that was being taken in the location, to I mean when we look out of Matthew chapter two here, that we see God's timing mm. and His sovereignty of positioning people from this young Middle Eastern girl mm-hmm. who gets you know fourteen yeah. pregnant, a cousin at sixty who's pregnant, mm-hmm. and all of these things lining up, and then we see these pagan magicians that are sent by an evil king, a pagan mm. king, to wind up worshiping mm. a savior, a baby, mm. you know, a toddler maybe at that point. Yeah. Um, and to see God speaking to them through right. a dream right. to reveal. And then speaking to Joseph and revealing to him, hey, everything's, you know, you're in danger. Your baby's in danger. You've got to take flight you've got to mm-hmm. flee this area just to see the hand and the sovereignty of God and and I really wanted to highlight that but to do it justice yeah. would have would have taken it would have been a sermon in and of itself right. but just taking this look of in instead of seeing all of these things in a christmas light like we always yeah. do yeah. um 
look at this from the sovereignty of God and the control of God and just how his hand yeah. was so on this situation in all of these different yeah. circumstances yeah. that give us the record that we have now. Yeah. It just it, That was astonishing to yeah. me. No, I, I like that as well because it also, this whole um, series made it seem bigger as well than it actually is, if that makes sense. So like Herod, I don't know what it was about the way people talked about Herod when I was a kid, but I always envisioned him almost more like a mayor of a small town Bethlehem mm-hmm. than a king right do you know what I mean right. we kind of dumb him down to mm-hmm. this localized thing of Bethlehem which mm-hmm. is a small place right but he was a king yeah like he, you know he's he's much bigger than just yeah. and he made sure everyone knew that too yeah exactly yeah. And, and the other thing was like the, the magi being pagan mm-hmm. was something that people don't and there talk were, about or hear there were probably more than three right, right. they so brought so three, three gifts. gifts yeah there were probably more than three yeah but it's just, it's one of those things we, we condense the Christmas story so much mm-hmm. for kids' talks, which is important when we're talking to sure. kids, but that can bleed into the sermon or the, the Sunday worship time. Yeah. And, and we forget that this is like a, a huge thing going on in a, in a whole civilization, not in this tiny little village. Yeah. Well, and yeah. we, we tend to dumb down both Christmas and Easter. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, it's December again. Hey, Jesus was born. No, please. Yeah. Please. You know, oh, it's spring. Hey, he rose again. Come on. Yeah. I mean, like we're, are, we're talking about God incarnate here. Yeah. We're talking about the advent. Yeah. It's not know? this happy little time. I mean, these are people like who, you know, have to flee to Egypt. Yeah. And um, which is historically not a place that has been particularly kind. Yeah. It's not necessarily to, to a pilgrimage that you want to take. Right. Yeah. And, you know, um, the slaughter of children yeah. and, and all this kind of stuff. And we, we forget the severity of just the lengths that God went to through so many different little networks mm-hmm. to make his whole plan work out. Um, I mean, I say go to great lengths. I mean, for him, it's nothing. Yeah. You know, it's him. But uh, it's such a big, weighty story mm-hmm. that we do dumb down a little bit too much. Yeah. And then just to take a take a step back and look from a little bit of a higher perspective, I guess, to say... Mm-hmm. If, all of the all of the things, all of the confluences that took place, that arrived at this moment, mm-hmm. uh, is just an amazing testimony uh, to the sovereignty of God. Yeah. at least in my absolutely. opinion. No, absolutely, no, for sure. Uh, I'm really excited to dive into Simeon. Simeon's not one I. I mean, we hear a lot about. Yeah, preached on. So oh, I'm really excited beautiful, to, beautiful to hear story. more about him yeah. for sure next week. Um, so. But that'll be after Christmas. I can't believe it's Christmas. I know. This week. 2020 has been both 70 years in the making and a like week. three yeah. days. It's yeah. yeah, it's been such a weird year. But hopefully... That, don't, don't, okay. don't say... Listen, no one, <laughs> no one... <laughs> don't say ma- words. No one make the claim that 2021 is going to be your year. Mm. Okay, let's all just go in quietly. Let's not make a lot of noise. Right. Let's hope right. we go in undisturbed and let's just... Let's just yeah. ease into it yeah. this year. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But um, but yeah, so uh, hopefully we'll hear from you all again next week and see most of you on Sunday if you're able to make yeah. it. And don't forget our Christmas Eve service is happening. Yep. Uh, don't forget to register for that on- online yep. if you want FCC to come FCCGrayson.com backslash register. There it is. There it is. Just to make sure we you know we want to take all the precautions that we can. So, Absolutely. But we'd love to see you all there. Absolutely. Have a great day. See ya.